Welcome back in fantasy, folks. It is 2019. We are back. The Flex Appeal Show is back. Ethan Paul is back behind the mic. And Jacob Tyler is also back behind the mic. Jacob, 2019 is our first show of the new year. How are you feeling? Great, man. It's uh, officially the start of the fantasy offseason for most of these guys. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in these uh, DFS uh, NFL playoff uh, leagues or yeah, some stuff yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, just... just Kind of giving an update on my uh, status. I did lose in the championship game of our home dynasty league. Yes, you did. I'm handling it pretty well. I lost to a pretty damn good opponent in Adam. Sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've accepted it, and uh, I'm ready to come back even stronger next year. Yeah, let's give props to Adam Thomas. You know, Adam and I did a show before your championship game, and he felt pretty confident, and he handled his business. You know, it always sucks to lose the big one, but, hey, at least you made the big dance. Yeah, man. Got some money out of it. And, uh, yep. Yeah, I missed. I had two key pe- two key pieces missing in Darius Geis and Hunter Henry. Both yeah. will be back next year. Yeah, stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. Yeah, it's uh, we talked about this. Me and Adam did before. Uh, you know, your championship game. Our three hosts, basically you, uh, me, and and Adam Thomas, we were all in the final four, and two of our three hosts made the championship game. It's a pretty good sign. We might actually know what we talk. We're talking about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. vote of confidence, right? Uh, all right, first <laughs> show of 2019. It's the off season. We are heading towards combines and drafts we know who's going to be in the draft now we know who's staying in school right now we're in coaching changes mode there's a lot of activity that's going to be happening between now and april 25th when the draft starts and beyond so let me give a quick rundown to the listeners we're going to cover the eight nfl uh, head coaching vacancies and actually there's yep eight and we're going to talk about who's filling them how it affects your fantasy players We're going to talk about guys who uh, decided to stay in college for another year. We're going to talk about some buy-low candidates, some some sell-high candidates. We have a loaded show for you. We're also going to tell you about a great website that we use and that we are teaming up with here on the show. Spoiler alert, it is DynastyTradeCalculator.com, but we'll tell you more about that later on in the show. All right, Jacob, let's get to it. Before we get to our, you know, uh, official rundown here, let me throw a curveball at you. Where does Antonio Brown play in 2019 whoa Go. uh san francisco Woo. unfortunately for me but uh because I, I am a kittle guy uh-huh i think he's gonna go to the 49ers man. you think so yeah, jerry rice he's a big he always has he's a self-proclaimed uh jerry rice aficionado mm-hmm. he loved the guy he loves the way he played the game sure and they, apparently they've been talking lately and uh rice has admitted that antonio brown wants to be there all right here's where i got him playing you ready the steel city oh Pittsburgh that's Steelers. boring let me tell boring. you why let me tell you why Mike Tomlin loves drama. Big Ben loves drama. Antonio Brown loves drama. They're going to kiss and make up. I guarantee you in a month we're going to have some sob stories online. We've worked it out. We've passed our differences. He'll be back wearing black and gold next year. If not, though, I'm going to say Indianapolis Colts. We looked at their cap situation. They have tons of money to spend. They can afford the guy. Hell, they can, they can pay him what he's making now and then some. So... I'm going to say the Colts because they need another guy on the other side of uh, of uh, T.Y. Hilton. So there's my guess for 2019. You brought up uh, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. And the sad part about this is we're going to read a list of eight teams that are filling head coaching vacancies, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh isn't one of them yeah. when they should be. Yeah. This the, No team has underachieved more than the Pittsburgh Steelers over the past four to five years. Okay. No, no team. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, because they didn't win a Super Bowl, sure. But, I mean, I don't think the dude's ever had a losing season as a head coach. He makes the playoffs consistently. He wins his division consistently. Uh, you know. So that's that's the bar, right? Winning, well, winning the division? I mean, look, only one team wins the Super Bowl every you know year. You can't division? win it every year. You know who's in that division? Yeah. Cincinnati yeah. and Cleveland. Yeah. you got to beat one team every year. Yeah, the Ravens, right. Right. I'm not – look, I don't like Tomlin as a head coach. I think his his time there is is worn out. Yes, I agree with you. 
he probably should be out the door. But I mean, how do you justify? I mean, what do you, what better are you going to get? I mean, who's out there that's going to do better than you know ten plus wins every year, winning the division every year, locking up a playoff seed every year, except for this year, of course. I mean, you know, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Grass isn't always greener. I, I, under, I understand. Miles at Ogeron. Okay, yeah. we've already seen this happen. Yes. All right. Let's talk about uh, the Jets. 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 Yeah. Adam Gase, a guy we despise, a guy the fantasy community hates and loathes because he wastes talented players. A guy his players hate. Yeah. Everyone hates this guy except the front office of the Jets. I mean, I think the Jets might be the new Browns. That's that's uh, scarily accurate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about how it affects the young Sam Darnold. I mean, thoughts. Just opening thoughts on how Gase might help or hurt Sam Darnold. I don't think the uh, the progress. I think he's. I think he's going to be a pretty good coach in that regard for Sam Darnold. Okay. It's the entire offense around it. Right. And the actual culture of the team. It, it seems like he's uh, he runs the good old boy network over there where he has his guys. And if you're not one of his guys, then uh, you better look out okay. right, or get your stuff together and start kissing some behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of the hire for him. Obviously, for obvious reasons, Miami didn't work out. Yeah. I mean. They had some talent over there. He underutilized Kenyon Drake. You brought in a Frank Gore that shouldn't be playing football anymore. Right. And uh, I mean, you got first-round talent, Devontae Parker. Kenny Never Stills him. just right. completely underperformed this year. Right. That entire team doesn't know how to use a tight end, a premier tight end. And guess what? What's yeah. an up, up-and-coming tight end in the NFL yeah. right now? Chris well, Herndon. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm with you on every point except the tight ends. I agree that he misused Gusecki this year. But maybe Gusecki wasn't as ready as, as I thought or most people thought. We have seen Gase work magic with tight ends Julie, before. Once, once. Julius I, Thomas, and that's well, Peyton Manning. That's a pretty big, but that's a pretty big accomplishment. That. That's pretty, well, somebody's got to teach the guy how to run routes in the NFL. I'm just saying. <laughs> Chris Herndon is actually the only guy that I'm feeling somewhat good about. He's a year two tight end, not a rookie like Gusecki was this year. He'll be a year two tight end going in with Gase. I'm thinking Darnold to Herndon is something we might be hearing a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as Robbie Anderson and Anunua yeah. and whatever running backs, you know, we like Elijah McGuire. Uh, you know, who, who knows? A lot of piles over there. Right. Who knows what, what's going to happen with yeah. those guys because Gase has proven to us that he doesn't always, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, start you get the ball to yeah. the right players. Right, right. You know, you know who so. you know who I'm really intrigued to see uh, yeah. put the put the ball in his hands. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, right. With Le'Veon the Jets. Bell, the Jets. Jesus, that would be that's you know going to happen. happen. They're going to bring in Le'Veon Bell, and Gase <laughs> is only going to give him eight touches a game. You know, all right. So uh, Adam Gase, I, I think it's it, it's pretty uh, commonly accepted that this is not a good hire for fantasy purposes, at least. On the surface, he may he may prove us wrong. The Dolphins are pretty dysfunctional. My only concern is the Jets are just as dysfunctional as the Dolphins. They have been, yes. Yeah, so we don't like the Gase hire. Let's go to the team we do like. And we, I've been, I was high on these guys. I said they were going to win eight games this year. Uh huh. They won. They went seven, eight, and one. Yeah, right. And the, except for a tie, you were close. Yeah, you were and half they had a game off. A couple overtime losses and a field sure. goal miss versus the Saints. And yeah, of course, I've been right on. Of course, we're talking about the Brownies. All right. Freddie Kitchens is the new head coach. And when the alert came across my iPhone, I texted you and I said, who the F is Freddie Kitchens? <laughs> I had never heard of this guy. I mean, I guess that's maybe a good thing. He did such a good job with Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb and these guys as the offensive coordinator for the Browns in 2018 that maybe we never heard, you know, negative headlines or any headlines. I guess, you know, no news is good news mm-hmm. in a sense. I, I seriously have no idea who Freddie Kitchens is 
what he looks like. I don't know if he's black, white, purple. I have no idea. Does he have a mustache? I don't know. Is he 80? Is he 20? I literally have never heard of Freddie Kitchens. And before you comment on this, I'd like to take a moment to apologize to the listeners for being underinformed about Freddie Kitchens, the new HC of the Cleveland Brownies. Let, let me break a little snippet down for you, okay? Yeah, yeah. On October 29th, after week eight of the 2018 season, uh-huh. the Browns fired head coach Hugh Jackson and uh-huh. offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Greg Williams was named interim head coach, and Kitchens was promoted to offensive coordinator. There you go. There you go. So I, that's probably why it's not resonating. because second, I, second, second choice. Yeah, right. Well, Todd Haley was the OC. I watched Hard Knocks, blah, blah, blah. I guess I never even thought about who took Todd Haley's spot mm-hmm. when he left. So Baker Mayfield is calling the plays, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're right. The Baker. Uh, so what do you think? It's, I mean, obviously Mayfield, you said Mayfield likes Freddie Kitchens. You're going to have to help me out because I don't know who this guy is. I, I have no doubt that Mayfield gave a full endorsement uh-huh. and he was completely behind the hire. Not, right. I say completely behind it. He was cl- completely accepting of the hire and yeah. probably pushed for it. And I, th- I think the resurgence that the team had was largely due to the fact that Freddie Kitchens was calling plays. Okay, He's an aggressive play caller. It f- kind of fits the mold for uh, Baker Mayfield and mm. the offense that they have built around him. I mean, they have some guys over there, man. They yeah. really do. They do. They don't have a bunch of Jags anymore ro- running around in that football field. Right, right. No, I know. that Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, and Joku, we like yeah. all those pieces. Mm-hmm. I-, I think they're one big wide receiver away from being a complete you know, juggernaut on offense. Obviously, if Mayfield continues to grow, but give me a big-bodied wide receiver a la Josh Gordon without the off-the-field issues, and I think that offense is complete. You know, fill in a couple of slot guys here and there, and you'll be fine. So, yep. All right, so you're saying Freddie Kitchens is good for fantasy. I'm going to say to be determined because I have to find out what this guy looks like first <laughs> before right. I make a decision. Fair enough. That's fair. At least you're not uh, just blowing smoke up everybody's yeah. butt. No, I'm That's honest. Good. I've always been honest with the listeners. Uh, you know, we don't have hot takes here. We have lukewarm takes. There you go. This is about the hottest take I've ever had. I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> it's not a hot take. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> All right, let's go from offense to defense. Oh, man. How about a defensive coordinator getting hired by the Broncos? That'll help Keenum and those guys, right? I have a, I have a lukewarm take, uh-huh. and it's going to fit – a narrative that probably you weren't you weren't going to explore, but you're mm-hmm. probably going to subscribe to. Okay, this hire will put Royce Freeman in a better position, better position to be the starting running back in 2019. Okay, I like that a lot. Keep Defensive-minded head coach, uh-huh. r- tough-minded, run the ball, rab the middle. Uh-huh. It's not Philip Lindsay's game, man. Royce yeah. Freeman's going to be the guy. It's going to be a little bit more of a 50-50, 60-40, I think, in favor of Royce Freeman. But spoiler mm-hmm. alert. I got a guy on my sell high list, and I I, I just dropped his name. Philip Lindsay? Okay, he's yeah. he's going to be on that list. All right, so we didn't mention his name. Vic Fangio, yep. the Bears defensive coordinator, is now the head coach for the Broncos. I can kind of subscribe to what you're saying. Basically, what you're telling me is that Royce Freeman will be this version of, of Jordan Howard, and Philip Lindsay will be the Tariq Cohen of this offense. It. it in a you know in a roundabout way, in a roundabout way, a, a thunder and lightning combo, a, a grounded mm-hmm. pound and, and a little bit of shake and bake, right? It's uh it's it's kind of similar to what happened in Detroit this past season. Matt mm-hmm. Patricia goes there from New England, defensive coordinator, head coach now in Detroit, and Matt Stafford has his worst statistical statistical year of his career. Carryon mm-hmm. Johnson becomes a thing. It, the success is uh was definitely there on the ground, yeah. not in the win loss column, but I think that had more due to the fact that the talent wasn't there. But I think you see a, a similar approach with the defensive guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Run the ball, pound yes. the rock, play defense. Basically, the what the opposite of what's winning games now in the NFL. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Scoring forty. No. 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 Screw that. We're gonna hold the team yeah. to thirteen. We're gonna give the them eighteen minutes of possession. Yeah. Right. You see how far the Bears and the Seahawks got in the playoffs yes. playing that style of football. Yes. Right. 
All right, so Freeman gets a gets a boost for you. Philip Lindsay is a sell high guy. We're gonna touch on him later. Yes. Uh, you have Emmanuel Sanders written down here. I don't. He's probably not gonna play at least the first half of the. 2019 season if he's there at all right well he, it's, didn't he? it's it's more long term i think he's being that he moved to the slot i think his career kind of got a little bit of a boost a little yeah. rejuvenation there i do uh i do like his talents in there out over there it depends on who the quarterback's gonna be by the time he's healthy right. and back but uh it, it's it's something i want to touch up on with, with yeah, sanders i think if you can get emmanuel sanders like on the down low he'd be a sneaky buy guy mm-hmm. for me yeah he may miss the first six to eight weeks of the season but he may be a decent you know stretch run player mm-hmm. for you if he's 100 percent healthy you could probably get him pretty cheap now especially because mm-hmm. there's not a guarantee that he's even in denver next year mm-hmm. i might take a stab at him Cortland sutton i don't know if the fangio hire affects sutton i think it's kind of like you said it depends who the quarterback is right. how they're you know how they're you know moving the offense so uh, to be determined on the on the wide receivers and the pass catchers. They shot Hamilton included in that, yeah. and all yeah. the tight ends. The, Basically, the revolving all the pass doors with tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jake Butt. I like him. I'm still holding on hope, baby. You, you still have him on your team? Yeah, hell goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah, hey, you're never gonna give up. Are out you? of Pickerington, Ohio, baby. Yes, yes. Um, all right, the Buccaneers with the surprise oh, hire. Oh man, of the I love this hire. I love yeah. it. As a Saints fan, I don't because this guy <laughs> terrifies me. This guy as is a like, fantasy fan though. Yeah. Gotta love it. If Jameis Winston doesn't choke on his W's, okay, and he can complete some forward passes with efficiency, watch out Tampa Bay. This could finally be the offense we've been mm-hmm. hoping to see mm-hmm. the last three years. Bruce Arians, hired by the Buccaneers. Let's start with Winston. Does Arians fix Winston on the field and off the field in 2019? I think so. I mean, he's, he's yeah. a gunslinger coach. He's coaching a guy that, that thrives on high, volatile throws and stuff like that yeah, he's right. gonna throw interceptions but he's just gonna say get back out there and make a touch make throw two touchdowns to counter it out right right, right. i mean it's it's kind of it, it goes it goes hand in hand with each other yeah so basically Jameis winston is kind of like uh yeah he's a little bit of carson palmer and big arm throws it down the field vertical offense yep. um you i'm gonna skip this next name on our list i'm gonna come back to him <laughs> i'll come back to him oh god mike evans and chris godwin um I think it's important to mention Mike Evans probably gets a big boost with Arians there because Arians actually schemes to get yes. his best players the ball. Yes. I like that a lot. Chris Godwin, we talked about this in a little bit. This all depends on Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. If Deshaun Jackson is back in this offense, I don't think Chris Godwin has his year three breakout, not to the extent that we're hoping. If Deshaun Jackson leaves, if Arians can't convince him to stay in Tampa Bay, I think Chris Godwin could be uh, a pretty damn good wide receiver like mid to low wide receiver two floor yeah. type player without I, Arians offense. Yeah, I, I definitely think he could be a wide receiver two next year uh, in the range of the top 28, maybe maybe high end wide receiver three, depending on who comes back. But uh, he definitely has the tools. And like like we always say, year three of the wide receivers. Yeah. And, and speaking of coming back, you're, you're a little more worried about Humphreys uh, coming back too. I know he's a free agent, but mm-hmm. you, you like Humphreys if he stays with that offense, might take away from Godwin. Yeah, from everybody except Mike Evans in that offense. Right, right. Okay. All right. Let's get to the guy that I don't want to really talk about. I don't want to waste any time on this bust. But you have his name written on my paper, so I guess I'll bring him up. Ronald Jones, uh-huh. Rojo, Rojo, Adams guy, uh huh, yeah, and your guy, and my guy. You've been I was the I was Rojo. High. I was high on the guy. Right. I was high. All right. All why, right. Why is Bruce Arians hire? Why does this hire help Rojo? Because it's a new start. Uh-huh. It's a fresh start. Uh-huh. Peyton Barber's not a thing. Well, yeah, J- Jaquiz Rogers is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Rojo wasn't a thing. Uh-huh. Maybe he could be a thing. <laughs> it it could happen. Similar to the Royce Freeman Philip Lindsay thing. Completely new regime. Mm-hmm. Fresh start for everybody. 
Sure. Nothing you did in 2018 is going to matter to these coaches. All right? It's a fresh start. That's, that's my only take on that. It's a fresh start. Rojo has a shot. Okay. Everybody's starting at the, at the starting line. Do you think he'd be a good fit in a Bruce Arians? Could he do things similar to David Johnson? Well, his uh, pre-draft comparisons were to Jamal Charles. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what you're telling me is Rojo, the next David Johnson. Ah. All right, next, <laughs> next, next team. I'm not getting to that. Right, on to the Packers. <laughs> you're baiting me into that one. All right, uh, a guy I like. I like this guy. I'll take the lead. You would. Matt Lafleur. Yeah. Okay. Cue the old uh, the uh, the dodgeball references, Lafleur. Okay, Peter Lafleur is a long lost cousin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was the Titans OC for one year, but the year before that, he was the quarterback coach when golf broke out under Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. All right, I like Lafleur a lot. All right, yeah, takes over as the Packers head coach. This is the only thing that worries me though. He's only three years older than Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers really gonna look at that man and say, "You're right, you know what you're talking about," or is he gonna say, "Hold my beer and watch this"? I have no doubt that Aaron Rodgers is one of the reasons why it didn't work out. Yeah, for the uh, for McCarthy. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just a situation, man. Where he seems like a difficult player to work with. Right, similar to Ben Roethlisberger. Sure, but I mean, uh, I think they're both gonna be on the same page here, and they're both gonna want to win. I think it's gonna be one of those fresh start kind of things. I think. Rodgers, even though he may think, okay, this guy doesn't know as much as me, he may think, you know what? He's bringing some new plays to the damn playbook, something Mike McCarthy hasn't done in eight seasons. So let's give it a shot. Um, The thing that concerns me, Aaron Jones, we saw him take over the lead lead dog role before he got hurt at the end of the 2018 season. We saw how LaFleur used Henry and Deion Lewis and then Deion Lewis and then Henry and then back to Henry and then back to – you know, kind of flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. The good news is we have a bit of a sample. He, now, he wasn't the OC. He was the QB coach. But with the Rams, he, he saw a one running back system work with Gurley. I'm not sure what to expect when he gets in there and sees Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Are we going to see what he did in Tennessee where he kind of split time with the backs? Or is he going to go more towards the Gurley route when he worked under McVay and understand that one running back is better than two? I mean, I, that's the only thing that concerns me about the Aaron Jones. You know. I, I don't think there's any secret that Aaron Jones is the far superior running back. Yeah. It's if they see things in practice that we don't. Right. I don't. I don't I'm not going to begin to understand what goes through Adam Gase's head when he's game planning. Right. But uh, yeah, it's definitely just like I mentioned with Ronald Jones and all those other guys, similar to Royce Freeman and, and Lindsey. It's a fresh start. Yeah. And it's it's just gonna it's it's gonna be whoever translates well to the new scheme. Right. Because you know they're gonna they're gonna put some new stuff out there. It's not gonna just gonna be the old Aaron Rodgers improvise, make some you know sidearm throws to right. the behind the back passes to Devontae Adams or anything like that. You know, it's it's going to be a scheme. They got to they got to have something. It's just so chaotic out there. You you watch him and everything's so Aaron Rodgers is the greatest of all time. Everybody's so lost and starstruck by the guy. They really do run an unorganized offense over yeah. there. And they have for the past several years. His whole career basically. Yes, it's, it's, it's been a mess. Drop back, you know, move around in the pocket, extend the play, yeah. throw it down the field. Now the offensive line has been a, a hot hot mess for Yeah. As, as long as I can remember. So maybe they can address that in the offseason. And their defense. Yeah, that, that's um, another thing. All right, let's see. Who do we have here? Uh, the three rookies. The four rookies. I got Jake Kumaro, uh-huh. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Jamon Moore, and Equinemius St. Brown. Sheesh. So one of those guys has to show out. It, it looked like it was going to be Valdez Scantling. Yeah, right. But like I said, fresh start. Yeah. Training camp. You my, never really my money's know. still on St. Brown. I liked him the okay. most out of those three guys. He, he's the biggest of the mm-hmm. three. He's the mm-hmm. fastest of the three. You know, you can't teach size and speed. I just think he might be a late bloomer, so to speak, a la Devontae Adams. Yeah. But I think he has the best shot of, of coming out of that pack. Now, Kumaro, 
Man, that's a practice squad guy to me. Oh, he he, he can't. They activated him. No, no, no. I know, no, no. I'm just saying in my eyes, like that's a practice squad player. I, I think all all three of the other rookies this year were better than Kumaro. I, I, I really did like Kumaro. Actually, I was I thought I was uh pretty pretty smart. I was like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak up on all my league mates and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop him up. No, he was already rostered. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, a deep stash roster. You know, deep stash on a roster, a deep roster, sure. But I mean, he's like he's like a. A poor man's Adam Humphreys. You know, it's, he's kind of just a he's just a guy. You know, he's just a guy mm-hmm. the quarterback can trust in a, in a pinch, but mm-hmm. he's not going to go down the field and make incredible plays and and rip the cut. You know, I don't Adam, know. Adam Humphreys, huh? Yeah. Is it because he's white? No, you said it, not me. <laughs> All right, on to the next team. Let's see. Uh, well, this one's fun. This one's fun. What's sexier, Cliff Kingsbury, or the new Cardinals offense that Cliff Kingsbury is going to run? Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, of course. We all know the answer to that. <laughs> all right. Uh, Cardinals hire Cliff Kingsbury, the Texas Tech head coach with no NFL experience who also had a losing record in college as a head coach. Big 12, yeah. And he was the offensive coordinator at Southern Cal. Ooh, for two months? Uh, if that. I don't even think. I think that's <laughs> yeah. maybe two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Never actually <laughs> coached a game at USC. No. Uh, no. So there you go. Cliff Kingsbury, if you haven't uh, heard of this guy, if you don't know what he looks like, Google him, but make sure your wife is not around. Because she will no longer look at you the same way after she sees a picture of Cliff Kingsbury. I made that mistake once. Yeah, we all did. Okay, so we're telling you now, people, do not do it. We've we've experienced it firsthand. Okay, David Johnson. It's the shades. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's the shades, man. Why does he have to wear the shades on the sideline? Because he's cool. Why does he have to? He's cool, man. He's cool. He's Ryan Gosling, doppelganger. (sighs) All right, David Johnson at Texas Tech. It was a pass happy offense with Mahomes and all those guys. But they actually were pretty sneaky running the ball. And they threw the ball to the running back. Yeah. They really did. They emphasized it. All right. Can Cliff Berry scheme David Johnson the ball in space? Something that that whoever the hell the coach was last year, I can't remember his name. something, was it? Yeah. Couldn't do at all. If he wants to win football games, he has to. Yeah, he better. Right. I mean, the dude's a top five offensive threat in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And he was completely underutilized. I think uh, it was a crime what mm-hmm. they put him through right. last year after coming back from the season-ending sur- surgery. David Johnson's uh, one of those guys. He's going to be up to up for a, I say, comeback player of the year award. Like, he's coming back from injury. But no. he's going to have a major resurgence in 2019. Yeah. He had a sneaky good statistical year in 2018, David Johnson did. He just wasn't a top-five fantasy asset like we've come to know him. Right. So, you know, he didn't have a bad year. That whole offense had a bad year. He just didn't have a great year. That's my thing. I Relative think, to where, where he was drafted. Right. Or and where, what he calls in Dynasty. Yeah, and where, where you had him two years ago scoring yeah. those points. So I think he'll be fine. I think David Johnson will bounce back. I'm with you there. Josh R- Rosen becomes interesting for me. I think Kingsbury actually does wonders for Rosen. What does Rosen need? We heard him. We heard it in the in the draft process. He needs to be challenged mentally. He needs to be, you know, uh, put to the test with the with the ins and outs of the game that we know the arm talents there we know he can sling it i think kingsbury is going to drop some very innovative mm-hmm. stuff and probably challenge rosen to move the ball efficiently and effectively i actually love it for rosen my only thing is fitzgerald's old christian kirk we don't quite know yet he showed some flashes there's Who really else nobody else Ricky there. Sills Jones, but that's not no, even a blip on the radar there's some dude named sheffield or something i don't know who the hell you're talking about yeah right exactly so <laughs> The the the, core, the the receiving core around David Johnson and Rosen worries me. That's it. But other than that, I actually don't hate this hire. Let's see if it becomes a train wreck or not in two yeah. seasons. So now you say you want you, you think Cliff uh, Kingsbury is going to challenge Josh Rosen mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. Nothing challenges a starting quarterback going into the second season. Like leaks coming out of the front office saying they're going to trade him mm-hmm. and draft Kyler Murray in the first yeah. round. Yeah, I like, saw that. 
I hope this is completely false and fake, man, yeah. because if not, it's not starting well for the Kingsbury uh, well, campaign. Considering I don't have any stocks of David Johnson or Christian Kirk or Josh Rosen or Fitzgerald, I don't own any piece of that Cardinals offense in any of my leagues. I kind of want to see Bring it. on the chaos. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> Let Kingsbury trade away all those dudes and dra- and trade up to number one to take Kyle. Like, give me chaos. Let's see it. Why not? Yeah. And if it's a complete train wreck, I mean, who, who doesn't like watching a, a good train wreck? So, Like the uh, Jets. Yeah, right. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> Is that going to be our new team to pick on? It was Baltimore last year. Are the Jets going to be that team? Well, Baltimore, is it gonna- Baltimore's passing game is still that team. I, I, I still dislike that passing game Look, just as much as any other team in the league. When you got a starting running back named Gus, Gus, uh, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. Yeah. It kind of makes up for that passing. Gus that Edwards pass. sounds like a congressman from, like, Boise, Idaho. <laughs> okay. He's an environmentalist, um, man. I still the the Ravens are right up there in my eyes. The passing game, the passing game of the Ravens is right up there with the Jets and the Bills. Ugh. I mean, and the Cardinals. Let's put them up there. I mean, the, those are bad passing offenses. So, uh, but yeah, the Jets probably will be my new team to hate and yeah. pick on. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I don't think I own any of those guys either. So I'm sitting pretty there. Uh, all right, two vacancies still left. Let's start with one that we have pretty good reports that they're going to make a hire soon. Uh, Dolphins. They fired Adam Gase, and yeah. then, of course, the Jets hired him. Uh, they have a vacancy here, but the rumors say that they're going to be hiring a Patriots linebacking coach. It's the defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. He's not the D.C., is he? Uh, Patriots defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, is expected to become the head coach of the Dolphins, according oh. to ESPN's Adam Schefter. I had no idea. And, obviously, the new tampering rules that the NFL kind of put in place. Right. You can't uh, officially make it a hire while the team is still competing in the playoffs. Right, right. So, so that's the holdup on that point. So, but it's all but official. Everybody's reporting yeah. it. I did not know he was the DC, dude. I heard he was the linebacker. He Maybe. might have been last year with, yeah, with Patricia that's there. What it was. That's probably what it was. What's his name? Brian what? Brian Flores. Flores. Yeah. See, I have to. I'm gonna have to do some more work on some of these things because I'm. I'm sitting here thinking, a linebacking coach. What the hell? All right. The first great. The first Google search I pull up: Miami Dolphins and Hurricanes make history by hiring minority leaders. Oh boy! I, it doesn't even tell me like Manny what his Diaz. name. Manny Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I'll do some more research on uh, on Flores as well. I I don't want to really, you know, talk about how it affects the offensive guys too right. much because I'm not I'm not familiar with this coach. Do, do they have an OC in place? I mean, uh, probably, probably not, not they, announced. They, huh? no, I don't think so. Okay, so we have to wait and see who they bring in as an OC because obviously, right. if you get a former linebackers coach and a DC under Belichick, he's going to want to bring an OC in. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hold all my judgment really. Just in general, I think addition by subtraction with Gase out the oh, door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kenyon Drake could be finally his time to be a legitimate RB1 with Gase gone. I'm still not sold on your guy you like a lot, Albert Wilson. I am. G- give I'm me high. a reason why Dynasty guys should be maybe trying to you know buy low on Albert Wilson, why well, he's quiet. The dude absolutely blew up with the opportunities he was given. Uh, his touches are very volatile, uh-huh. high volata- volatility. He does a lot with with him though, mm-hmm. and I was looking at some stuff actually. Uh, buy low players. Let's see if I can pull it up here. I thought I had it. Let's. See. I think if I remember, just recalling from texting with you a few weeks ago, we were talking about it. I think he averaged maybe twelve points per game in PPR. Yeah, it was, it was close to fourteen. Yeah. If you want to skew the stats and remove the quarterback touchdown pass yeah. he had, yeah, it was about it was about thirteen. Yeah, but yeah, 13. it was. He was it was really bordering okay. on fourteen that points per game. Twelve to fourteen range yeah. is his, is his average. Right. You know, obviously he he ended the season on the IR, so we we didn't get a huge sample size of him in Miami. But I think uh, with Gase gone, we might be able to see him actually, you know, 
maybe be a more consistent fantasy player. Devontae Parker is gone as well. So you like Albert Wilson a lot. I do. And there's 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 two players I want to compare him to in this in this in this stat. And obviously right. stats can lie, numbers yeah, can lie. Sure. Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins uh-huh. are on the same trajectory of Albert Wilson in points per opportunity. Okay. Points per opportunity. That's scoring fantasy points based on touches, receptions, runs, Quarter, anything like that. Quarterback passes, right. Quarter, yeah, quarterback <laughs> I'm passes, I'm right. No, I understand where you're going. They're on the same trajectory. Uh-huh. Both are all three are tops in the league at, at at that stat. Okay, and that's that's the stat that's starting to get recorded high volume in fan, in the fantasy football circles. It's points per touch, points per opportunity. So you're saying that even though he may not get the volume that those other two get, right. he's doing just as much with his right. touches that some of the other big dogs are. Now that's that's a double edged sword. One hand says, okay, well if he got those touches, he'd be just as elite, elite as these guys. Right. It doesn't matter if he could if he's not getting he's the not touches. Getting them, but right. the thing is, new head coach. He's mm-hmm. definitely a talented guy. He's a burner. He can he can the catching the, the catch and run after the ball after he catches the ball. He's elite out in the out in the open field. If if they put him in a position, if they scheme towards him, he could be something. Yeah, that's a big if though. Sure, and that's what I'm holding my my hope out on. You have to, yeah, you, you're what you're hope you're hoping that with more touches, with a better scheme, I get you. All yeah. right, you want to talk about the bungles? Not really, but Me neither. they're the last team on our list, so I All guess right. we got to go for Typical it. Typical that the Bengals are coming in last on something. All yeah. right, Bengals head coach. Let me Google it and see what Google tells me. <laughs> they finished behind the Browns this year. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> All right, you have to help me with this freaking name, too. Bengals are reported le- reportedly leaning towards making Zach Taylor the team's new head coach. Taylor is currently still the Rams' quarterback coach in the NFL playoffs. So no official announcement can be made, but the media is still reacting to the hire since it was announced uh, Thursday evening. We were joking about this before the Uh show. Yeah. That Sean McVay's barista Uh is probably going to be interviewed for some open vacancies. Yeah. I I didn't even know this guy was up for the job. Yeah. It's like whatever this guy touches turns to gold. Yeah. Everybody wants the next McVay. So now we're going to have LaFleur, Zach Taylor. I'm sure there's one more I'm missing that worked under McVay. Um, Zach Taylor, the quarterback coach uh, for one season with the Rams, basically, is going to be the next Bengals head coach. You know why? Because he's probably going to make, what, 800000 his first year salary. You know, the, yeah. the, the Bengals owners are so damn cheap yeah, that they're right, looking for right. some no-name they can just pay, you know, nothing, peanuts to. I'm actually surprised they're not hiring Hugh Jackson as head coach. Wouldn't that be freaking awesome? That'd be, that'd that'd be, be a, a good division deal. Like, <laughs> Browns, Bengals kind of deal, like. Maybe Baker Mayfield could stare him down yeah, two times, two a, times season. a season. We can get some enjoyment yeah. out of that. Yeah, that's um, about as much enjoyment as we can get out of that rivalry. All right, so let's assume that Zach Taylor gets the job. Mm-hmm. And let's assume that he, he can fix Andy Dalton or, you know, create a little bit of magic. with it. Bring back the old gunslinger red rifle Andy Dalton, okay? A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, are these guys going to be – more reliable in 2019 and beyond. I mean, yeah, it, it all. I think it depends more on Andy Dalton. Yeah. Than it does the offensive coordinator, our head coach. Yeah. But it, like you said, addition by subtraction. Yeah. It's got. It's got to go up, right? Yeah. That it's last head coach up. stunk. I don't even want to say his name, Marvin Lewis. <laughs> say it. I say mean, it he, louder. He was basically Jeff Fisher. He was Je- Jeff Fisher. Ugh. He couldn't win the big one. Uh, Jeff Fisher won one, I guess. Couldn't win the big one. Always had mediocre teams. Always disappointed. Stuck around a lot longer. Antiquated. The whole nine. I'm Jeff glad Fisher won one? Didn't he win one with the Rams? Wasn't he the head coach? Oh, no, the Titans. The year the Titans won. They didn't win. They lost to the Rams. They lost at, at the one-yard line, yeah. right? So Jeff Fisher never won a Super Bowl? No. no let's, let's look that up real quick. I want to I know if Jeff... Right, look keep, it up. Keep yeah. talking. Keep talking. All right, let me talk about my guy, Joe Mixon, okay? 
Uh, Zach Taylor, the hire uh, of that, if, if he is the head coach, does nothing for me in the Joe Mixon world. But I still think Joe Mixon remains an elite running back one. And if Zach Taylor can get anything out of Dalton in that receiving core and anything out of the offensive line, I think Joe Mixon's ceiling is only going to go higher. I actually have Joe Mixon in my top five running backs going into next year. So I'm all aboard the Mixon hype train because either way it goes, we've seen it this year with a bad quarterback play and with bad wide receiver play and with a shitty old line, Joe Mixon still produced. So I'm actually high on Joe Mixon no matter what. This hire does not affect Joe Mixon. Do not sell Joe Mixon. Anything on the Jeff Fisher search? Yeah, head coach of the Houston slash Tennessee Oilers slash Titans. Oh yeah, that's a that's a tongue twister. Fun. They were uh, in the Super Bowl. It's yeah. called the what became known as the tackle. Ooh. And uh, catchy. They, they they were defeated in the AFC playoffs. Right. The next year. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, they they lost uh, at the goal line. Yeah, that was that game. Okay, so they lost to the greatest show on turf at the goal line. It, it's kind of I don't know if you've watched Castaway with Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. It's referenced. Whenever he comes back uh-huh. and his uh, old lover, uh-huh. know, we're kind of going off topic here, right. says, oh, my God, we uh, they were tackled at the one-yard line. It was so close. And then he's like, wait, Tennessee has a football team? <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show. Castaway reference. Nice. That's a good show, Bringing man. Jeff good Fisher movie. and Castaway. Tom Hanks. Fantastic. Yep. You know, one day, Tom Hanks may do a movie about Jeff Fisher. You never know. All right. Um... Where are we going with this? What the hell are we talking about? Joe Mixon. A.J. Green, we don't like him in Dynasty anymore. doop to do I think that's about it. That covers about all. Do, do you seriously not have your phone on silent? No, I'm sorry, man. This is amateur hour over here. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, fantasy players, before we go on to our next segment, let me tell you about a new website. It's not a new website. It's a new uh, partnership that we're going to have with uh, this website, DynastyTradeCalculator.com. Have you guys ever wondered – what the hell one of your players might be worth if you're looking to trade them? We have. Everyone does it. Instead of just texting your buddies and saying, hey, man, what do you think I can get for Le'Veon Bell? Try DynastyTradeCalculator.com. You can plug in players. You can plug in picks. You get an idea of what they're worth on the other end of the deal. They have every format, PPR, standard, uh, super flex, tight end premium, everything, 10-man, uh, 16-man. Everything you can imagine, you plug in your criteria, you plug in the players, you get an idea of what it's worth to at least start the conversation or to validate your opinion. I know Jacob uses this, I don't want to say religiously, but he does. And I know I use it, and we love DynastyTradeCalculator.com. Check them out online as you head into the offseason and start making your trades. Jacob. No, I really do enjoy the site, man. It's, it's yeah. actually a really uh, beneficial partnership because I love the content they put out. Right. I, love, I love the format. Like you said, customizable league size in the calculator. Yeah. Scoring options can be customizable. And then it fits all your league format sizes. Right. I'm, in a trade, I'm in trade negotiations with a league mate, league mate right now. Plugged it on the site. Rookie pick, 2019-102. Hunter Henry and a future 2021st from Melvin Gordon. The holdups, is it a fair deal? Is it a fair deal? I think it is. Plug it into the site. 42.5 to 41.7. Spot on. You can't get any closer than right. that when you have all these players combined. Sure. It's a great site. Really, really enjoy using it, and uh, I, I couldn't recommend it anymore. I mean, it's, it's a great site. Yeah, and it's actually pretty a pretty sick layout. I hardly ever use a desktop anymore. I mm-hmm. use mobile a lot. Same. But it's, it's actually pretty, a pretty slick website, so check mm-hmm. it out, people. Uh, real quick on that Melvin Gordon thing, what I do like about this calculator is it allows you to plug you know, picks in. It's, it's, it's set up for Dynasty. It's mm-hmm. great. But I, like, I usually like to use it as a starting point, but you're yes. using it on the back end to just kind of confirm your, your thoughts right, about what a right. player is worth. So and that's, if I'm kind of in a negotiation yeah. or kind of want to reach out, I plug some players in, say, okay, 
this is kind of close. Let me let me contact this guy. I got the pieces that could possibly make this work. Yeah. I use like you said, use it as a starting point. Yeah. Don't use it as gospel. Yeah, sure. That's all it is, a starting point. Yeah, and it's just like anything, it's opinions. Yes. You know, you're you're yes. going to get some experts on the yeah. other end of the screen that's giving you their opinions too. Mm-hmm. I, I like to use it as a starting point, but you could also kind of use it as a as like a uh, a drive the nail, you know, yeah. through kind of, you right. know, hey, look, man, I'm offering you A, B, and C for player A, B, and C. And then they're like, oh, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence. You show them this tool, you screenshot this bad boy and say, look, man, DynastyTradeCalculator.com says it's pretty close. Yep. You know, yep. and actually, you're winning this thing. Yep. Sometimes it can push you over the edge to get a deal done. So check yep. them out, people. And we've been using it, and guess what? Made made the championship game, made the semifinal. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, Our other host was in the championship yeah. game. One of us won it. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say you're going to win a championship, but, <laughs> but you might. But you might. All right, let's get on to the next topic here. Uh, I have a blank sheet of paper in front of me, uh, so I'm a, you know, a la Jim Rome. Yeah, there you go. Uh, go so ahead and give me your buy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You know what we didn't do? We didn't say, you know, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the podcast and all that jazz. Let me give that a quick plug. There you go. There you go. People, Twitter, get on it right now. At Flex Appeal Show. Talk to us. Ask about trades. Ask about draft picks. Ask about whatever you want. Ask about how tall we are, what we look like. You probably don't know. Ask us what our vertical is. Yeah. It's higher. Spoiler alert. My vertical is higher than Calvin Ridley's. If you're a true fan of this show, you know at this time last year. Nope. At the combine time last year. <laughs> there you go. I jumped higher. <laughs> Than Calvin Ridley. It's my yep. claim to fame. All right, people. Uh, Twitter at flexappealshow.com. At dot com. At flexappealshow on Twitter. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to see what you think about the show. Sure would. And I believe that the the site that's hosting us this is between you and I, Jacob, and for the listeners, obviously. I believe the site that's hosting our podcast actually just put us on Spotify. So oh, wow. we're on Google Play, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, Spotify now. So I've listened to it on Spotify. Yeah, so there you go. So we're on everywhere. Yep. You can get podcasts. Jacob, buy low, sell high, guys. Let's run through a handful yeah. of names and get some opinions on them. All right, I'm just going to go down the list. It's a couple guys that I have on my team. I just kind of want to see what you think. If, you, if you're not buying it, just let me know. Yeah. Tevin Coleman. I believe he was underutilized. Yeah. He's one of he's one of the top producing guys per fantasy touch this past season. Mm-hmm. 0.81 points, which would have been top 10 last year in fantasy in in 2017. If you're going to buy, you better buy now before yes. he signs yes. with uh, Yeah, I'm I'm in for buying him now. Yeah. After he signs with a good offense or gets the lead dog role in a, in a decent offense, I I'm not going to buy him because the price tag is going to go through the roof. Right. Well, you Agreed. got next? Demetrius Harris, and I know you're all about this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he's a gym behind Travis yeah. Kelsey right now. He's gonna go to a new team. Yeah, it, maybe Trey Burton, kind of kind of yeah. Trey Burton. I was gonna say it's starting to get that feel. Last yeah. year at this time, everybody was starting to talk about Trey Burton, Trey Burton, Trey Burton. Yeah, I, look, Harris has some drops issues, but that's what happens when you never get the ball thrown your way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a little rust. I get that. You mm-hmm. know who else has drop issues? In Joku, OJ mm-hmm. Howard, some of these mm-hmm. young kids. So look, hey, put him in a good mm-hmm. offense. Tight end so hard to find. I'll definitely buy now mm-hmm. before he signs with a good team. All right. Tyrell, the, the gazelle, Williams. San yeah. Diego, he's going to be leaving Phillip Rivers. Yeah. He's always been second fiddle to uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, this one's this, – he's kind of like a polarizing – you know, he's going to be like the, the high – he's going to be the, the, the highlight of the free agent class for the wide receiver, I believe. Everybody's wow. Gonna, After last year, that's what this is going to be that, like. This, yeah, and, and it's going to kind of stink because we're going to be like, oh, my God, Tyrell Williams, he, you know, he signed with the 49ers, blah, 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 blah. But is he really, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's not, he's not that elite player. I don't think mm-hmm. he's an elite player. So if he, if he were elite, the Chargers would have locked him up. The, mm-hmm. If he were elite, the Chargers wouldn't have spent the number seven overall pick on Mike Williams. Agreed. Agreed. So I am not buying Tyrell the Gazelle Williams. Okay, I can, I can, 
accept that. All right, I got another guy on my list. Kenyon Drake, mm. running back. New regime, Adam Gase is gone. Is mm. Kenyon Drake back on the field for more plays than he, should, than he was last year? I'll throw you a curveball. I'm not going to buy him. Only because there's so much uncertainty and because the price tag may be too high. I'm not going to buy him. I, okay. I just, it's, okay. you know, I'd rather go buy a couple other pieces from another, uh, a couple other backfields. Okay. Miami's a mess. All right. Yeah. You got what's, uh, what's one thing missing from that Indianapolis football team on the offense right now? A uh, big wide receiver on the other side of TY. Well, what about a, a, an, an elite athletic wide receiver in the names of uh, Deion Kane? Uh-huh. Are you, you buying this guy low right now? Okay. Low in the sense that <laughs> that I can get him for free, absolutely. That's bogus. Okay. Come on, man. I can't look. All right, we've never seen him do it at the NFL level. He's coming off of an ACL injury. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you don't know how it's going to affect yeah. him. And I honestly see the Colts. They have so much cap space. Mm-hmm. I honestly see the Colts signing a guy like Terrell uh, mm-hmm. Williams or uh, bringing in Antonio Brown mm-hmm. via trade. Mm-hmm. I I really can't. Deion Kane was a late round pick. I can see him addressing a loaded wide receiver class in the draft this year. If he's if he's a fourth or fifth round pick, you know, and I can get him on the cheap, cheap, cheap. Sure, I'll take a stab at him, but I'm not. You know, if I do buy him, I'm not like you. I don't think he's going to be the next big thing. I know you're a little higher on him than most. Next big thing is a little bit of a reach. Yeah, a dependable guy that can probably be a a wide receiver three, wide receiver four on on bye weeks or something like that. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Well, sure, and if and and if I have to pay a, but I don't want to pay a third round pick for a guy that I can get on the waiver wire. I, th- I think he's worth a third like round Like a Rashard pick. Higgins. And I have him on my team, right, too. He's right. a, no, he's not. He's really not a buy low on this list. He's not. You know, I can get, I can get, I can get wide receiver four bye week guy off of yeah. the free agent wire. I don't, you know, yeah. don't want to go spend any draft capital on Deion Kane okay. not until we've seen it. Now, if Deion Kane is the number two wide receiver in Indianapolis next year and he's catching 10 touchdowns, I'll well, overpay for him in an Andrew Luck offense. Are you telling me Deion Kane out of Clemson, mm-hmm. who's starting wide receiver for three years at Clemson, mm-hmm. is not better than... Mo Ali Mocox, Zach Pascal, mm-hmm. right? Dontrell Inman. Dontrell Inman, right? Yeah, I agree with you. He's probably be better than all those guys, but we haven't seen it, and I don't see them just holding tight with what they have this year. They've got to get more weapons around Luck. So, so you wouldn't throw you wouldn't throw a third rounder at a dice roll? Nope. At a gamble? Nope. That the Colts don't don't sign this big name free agent? Nope. You wouldn't? You no? But okay. I would overpay for him if they don't sign a free agent. Like, let's say, okay. let's say in okay. August, if he's the number two guy and all signs are pointing to him running as the number two, okay, I'll okay. give you a high-end second, dude. Okay. I mean, I'll overpay then, but I'm, I don't want to invest anything now okay. because he may not even be on the damn team in 2019. We have no idea. Yeah, I'm starting to look at this list, and it has a lot of guys that are going to be on my team. So I'm just going <laughs> to I'm gonna. I wonder where this list came a- from. Allen Robbins is another guy. And uh, I, know, I know your thoughts on Allen Robbins, and I just kind of want to see – I want you to address to the – for, for the, the masses, to the, the masses, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, your thoughts are on Allen Robinson the second? I think he's probably still going to be too expensive. I don't think you're going to be able to buy low on right. him because guys who have him, like yourself, you're not ready to sell low. We've invested too much right. into you've him. Invested too much time, him. too much tears. You've either tr- already traded for yeah. him or you've invested a high end yeah. startup pick into him or yeah. whatever the situation. I, you're probably not going to be able to get him cheap enough for me. Mm-hmm. If you have him, just hold him. You know, you've already paid for him. Let's see what you can get out of him. His value can only go up, you know, in theory. So I don't buy him because he's too expensive, but uh, I don't sell him either if I own him. All right, that's fair enough. All right, some sell high guys I Ooh, got here. Sell high. I already mentioned his name. Uh-huh. Philip Lindsay. Uh, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Shoot, man. I mean, you know, I'm seeing rankings right now, mm-hmm. ADP and, start, and startup rankings. Yeah. He's in the same category right now in startup as Darius Geis. Oh no no no! I, I don't. I, if if that is the case, yeah. if that is the case on value alone, yeah. are you selling 
at that height. Oh, uh, I mean, look, if somebody's going to overpay for him, I'll sell him. A okay. couple reasons why. They don't have draft capital in him. It's a new regime, the whole nine. He's a smaller back. He's, he's mm-hmm. more of a pass-catching back. There's mm-hmm. no way. Look, you saw what happened this year at the end of the year. You know, I know mm-hmm. it's a, a hand injury, but n- nonetheless, he, oh, yeah. he's, he, he missed the re- end of the year. I don't think he's going to be able to withstand the, 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 the grind of a 16-game season every or year. Or even playoffs, uh, if they make a playoff. Right, right. I don't think – I just – the size bothers me, the fact that he was an undrafted free agent. This – I don't want to call it a flash in the pan, but everything that, that he needed to go right for him this year needed to, you know, happened. I, I just – I'd sell high if the price is right. But if you can't get something that you think it's worth, I'm totally fine rolling into 2019 with him. But I'm definitely trying to buy Royce Freeman as a handcuff. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, next guy on the list. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. Mm. He's, he's, he's continuously hurt. Yeah. He started off the season. I think he was on the pup at the beginning. Or he maybe he avoided it. He avoided the pup, but he missed the first, like three, the first or three or four weeks. First three or four weeks, right. Here's my thing. He, he's never connected with Wentz. He's never, ever connected with Wentz. Mm-hmm. It's only when Nick Foles is in there mm-hmm. that he starts assuming this, a lot of the targets and, and, and producing. Who's going to be the starting quarterback over the next well, year? Well, the Eagles said, came out today and said that Wentz is their guy. Wentz, they came out today and said Wentz is the future. Foles is gone. He, he's going to get paid. So he's going to get a Case Keenum deal. Case Keenum got like three years, $70 million. He's going to get that. Foles is going to get that easy. Uh, I'm not buying Alshon Jeffrey. No, no, no. This, this, is, this is a sell, uh, sell high list, actually. Okay, my bad. I'm not holding on to Alshon Jeffrey. If I'm an owner of Alshon Jeffrey and you can get a first, if late first, two seconds maybe, whatever, I'm looking at selling him. I don't think he's a, a good long-term play wide receiver in Dynasty. Okay, I, I can agree with that. I'll, I'll, I would definitely take a late first, even even if that, maybe, like you said, a package of a couple second yeah, yeah, rounders yeah. or something sell, like that. Sell, 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 sell. Although right. his value may not be very high right now. If you watch that playoff game, he had a pretty bad drop to end it. I mean, he's, a, yeah, he's but an internet s- meme. He did pretty good stat. He's an internet meme right now. Don't tell me the bird box stuff. Yeah, you okay. saw that one? No. Yeah, it has the uh. ball flying through his hands. It has Sandra Bullock's blindfolded face superimposed on Alshon Jeffrey's body. I haven't even seen the movie, and I hate it's, it. It's a sight to see. I haven't even seen it. All right, uh, what you got next? I got a next guy, and this is actually, I wrote this name after, or sorry, before I read the reports. Mark Ingram. Yeah. But the reports are that he wants to stay in New Orleans Whoa. after this season. Well, I don't care what he wants. The Saints aren't paying him. Well, Unless, it's, it's, that's what it's going to be, man. It's going to be a combination of what are they willing to give and yeah. what, what is he willing to receive. Uh, so you're asking me if I would sell high on Mark Ingram. I think at this point you're probably not going to get a great value for Mark Ingram. Well, I, I'd probably hold. What If he's in New Orleans next year. Then you can play him as a flex just, play when needed. Just, just, give, just give him a value, a value. All right, high first, mid first. He's a, he is, he's a running back, too. Yeah, right, right. Um, and a good offense. Yeah, but he's also about to be 30. Not much tread on his tires, though. Yeah. It's a, he's always been a kind of a, of a, a tough player to figure out okay. in Dynasty. Um, if someone offered me a first-round pick for Mark Ingram and you don't know if he's going to be back or not, I guess I would consider it. But to, to be, it's a win-win if you hold him. If he stays in New Orleans, you know what you're getting, right? You're getting a flex play. You're getting an RB2. A pretty consistent play. And if he goes somewhere else and he's going to be a starter somewhere else or even in a committee somewhere else, he'll probably give you close to the same thing. So, What about a starter on a bad team? Bad offensive line, terrible quarterback? What if you go somewhere like the Jets? Yeah. Or the or the, or the Bills, sorry. Yeah. Like, his value takes a shot. Yeah, right. He might might have more volume, but like, like a, it's a term I like to throw around a lot. It's called a nasty volume or ugly volume yeah, where right. it's, it's not very productive. You get yeah. 30, 30 touches a game, but if you only get – Three yards of carry, I mean, that's not going to do much for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're kind of gambling. If you're selling now, you're saying that you're hoping he goes somewhere else and his value plummets mm-hmm. and you won the deal. 
And if you hold him, you're hoping he stays in New Orleans so he's, he remains a known commodity. I don't know. It's tough. Personally, I would just hold him. Running backs are hard to find. Mm-hmm. We've seen him do it now. I'd hold him. Okay. Now, next two guys I have on my list, they kind of go hand in hand with one another. Yeah. All I want you to do right now, yeah. as a sell-high candidate, these guys are on your team. Uh-huh. What is the least value you would accept in a one-for-one trade? Okay. It can be player. Uh-huh. It can be pick. Uh-huh. doesn't matter. Kareem Hunt. Oh. Right now. Hot hot take, rapid uh, fire. The least of I would take is a third round. You, wow, you take a third round for Kareem Hunt? Yep. Okay. Next yep. guy, Damian Williams. Ooh, that's tough. I actually like Damian Williams. Okay. I thought he would be a thing in Miami, but Adam Gay screwed that yeah, up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, whew, I'd actually, I wouldn't sell Damian Williams. I wouldn't no, you sell have him. to sell him. Uh, What's the least? You, you could say 10 first rounders for all. Oh, no, yeah. What's the least I would take? It'd be like a high second round pick. A high second rounder? Because, because I'd have to know that I could take uh-huh. a shot on a running back similar to him, you know, with, with a pick. Okay. Uh, Player-wise, it'd be like, a, you know, I would if I could get like a Chris Godwin or okay. one of these sneaky young wide receivers that are up and coming, I would maybe do that. Pettis or something. Who? Pettis. Adante Pettis. Um, Christian Kirk. Yeah, right. If I can get one of these DJ young Moore. guys with some speed or a certain okay. skill set that could last a little longer okay. than Sure. All right, so I'm, I'm a little different for you on Kareem Hunt and Damian Williams. I probably wouldn't sell Kareem Hunt that low, mm-hmm. but uh, Damian Williams, I I wouldn't sell for anything less than a first round. Yeah, it's I mean, tough to sell him, yeah. He's he's a starting running back. We've seen it's they didn't skip a beat yeah. inserting him into the starting lineup. Yeah, but they didn't skip a beat with Spencer Ware either. I mean, you know, I wonder if it's more of a system thing is, is all I'm hinting at. I know Kareem Hunt is very, very it's talented. It's an Andy Reid thing. Yeah, yeah, right. It's an Andy Reid thing. It's a system thing. I like Damian Williams a lot. I do. I liked him in Miami, like I said. But I probably would sell him just because I think it's more of a system thing. Now, Hunt, though, I mean, look look what happened to Ray Rice, dude. When it's caught on video, it, the video doesn't disappear. I don't think anybody signs him. Not in today's heightened PC culture. Yeah, I don't what, think he was ever it a, again. Was it a domestic abuse deal with Rice, or was it a domestic abuse deal plus he's not as good, he's not that good anymore deal? I don't know, dude. It was, still it, was probably a com- it was probably a combination of both. Yeah, I just don't know if Kareem Hunt can come back from like, that. I know I don't. We, we don't want to touch on the political issue, yeah, but right. it's it's kind of a mix with the Colin Kaepernick deal. Right. It's the juice ain't worth that squeeze. Right. He's he's look. He's he's a talented quarterback. But he's not. He's a, he's a backup quarterback. He's not worth it. But is it worth? Yeah. The headache. Right. Okay. That's so where I'm at. You're telling with. me that Kareem Hunt is so talented that a team could sign him and have the PR team in place to. Massage the fact that he mm-hmm. kicked a woman and and it was caught on tape. I mean, do you, do, are you listening? Are you watching Sunday Night Football? Yeah. Uh, what, what are the guys on there? Uh, what, what are the Collinsworth and Collinsworth uh, and Al Michaels? Yeah. Dude, they're freaking salivating at the thought of Tyreek Hill doing something amazing. Yeah, right. And the dude just three years ago, yeah, had had was beating his girlfriend in college. Right, right, right. right? I mean, it's so you think Kareem Hunt, even though it's a position that's easily replaceable in the NFL. Nine times out of ten. I mean, we've seen it over and over. You think even though that position is easily replaceable that he's going to get another job in the NFL as a starter? I think he's going to get another shot. Yeah. I really do. I don't know. In today's climate, I caught on video, I just don't see it happening. That's just my opinion. So if I can get anything for him now, I'll let him. It's kind of like Josh Gordon. I already went through that headache. I I bought him low and had to live through that shit. I'm selling Kareem Hunt right now and letting somebody else worry about it and watch TMZ for the tabloid reports. I, I'm just saying Joe Mixon's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> See, but there was no video, was there? Yes, there was oh, video. In the well, pizza, college doesn't count. The people are stupid part, in college. No, obviously, because Tyreek Hill is still in the NFL. People do stupid stuff in college no, all the time, Jacob. have short memories when they want to have them. True. And That's, if the guy can help your team win a Super yes, Bowl. Okay. Exactly. I get you. I get you. 
All right, maybe a second. I'll change it to a late mm-hmm. second. How about okay. that? Okay. There right. you go. All right, there you go. Anybody else on your list? No, that's it, man. All right, you want to crumble some paper? Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Toss it. There oh, you go. wait a second. I had the names on this paper. Uh, right. no. uh, our next segment for the I listeners. Okay, these are some uh, names of college players that are actually returning to college yeah. for one more year. And these were players that we actually had pegged pretty high on some of our boards. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're still getting our boards together, but names that we'd like to see in the rookie drafts this year, nonetheless. Where do you want to start? Yeah, start right at the top. Most important position on the field, quarterback. Yeah. Justin Herbert, uh-huh. not A-Bear, as yeah. some would like to say down here. Yeah. I don't uh, think Justin anybody, Herbert. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. I don't think anybody outside no, of the state not, of Louisiana okay, says well, A-Bear. No, it's H-E-R. That's how, that's a, It's Herbert. That's, that's it. It's Herbert. His yeah. name is Herbert. Right. A-Bear does not have an R right there. I know, but yeah. some people down here mistake oh, are it. Or saying yes. A-Bear. Okay, I see. Nobody on, on else, local radio shows. Nobody outside of Louisiana right now knows what the hell we're talking about. They're like, oh, what I the know. hell's an A-Bear? Yeah, oh, okay. I, right. said, I did say around here. Anyway, Justin Herbert returns to Oregon. You know what? Wait, I want to jump Heisman in. Heisman candidate. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get on the Herbert train Okay. Here, remember last year this time, uh, Dallas uh, Goddard. Goddard. Godard. We were, <laughs> us in our French accents here, we were saying Godard for about three months yeah, until yeah. we realized, wait a second. This guy's name is Goddard. Well, we saw the the pre draft stuff. Yeah. And, and they were saying Goddard. I'm like, saying Goddard. I'm like, look at this idiot. Yeah. He's mispronouncing his name. Yeah. yeah. Every, we it, thought they were yeah. saying it wrong. We thought yeah. it was Godard. So at some point it, it, the, the the light bulb went off and said, Right, everybody's saying his name wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm saying his yeah, name right, wrong. Yeah, right. Right. Maybe our French slang here is getting <laughs> all right. Okay. Back to Justin Herbert. There we're you getting go. off the rails here. Heisman hopeful in twenty nineteen at Oregon, not coming to the NFL. This is probably one of the weakest quarterback classes we've seen in a while without him. It's a little uh, perplexing, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. You got some guys coming out, Jake Browning next year, Drew Locke. Well, actually, I think Drew Locke's going to the NFL. I'm sorry. sorry yeah, about in that. 2019. Yeah. The problem you're going to have this year is a lot of spread yeah, quarterbacks. Two of Jake Fromm's coming back next year. No, I'm talking about in, in the draft this oh, year. Oh, this year. The, the oh, class yeah. we're looking at drafting. Yeah. Will Greer, Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray. Yes. These are all spread system quarterbacks. Herbert's. Probably has the strongest arm out of all of them. Maybe, right. I, maybe not. Right. Herbert would have been the top guy in this class, I believe. I think he's so. the most pro ready, and so. he has a, he has a good arm. So it, it hurt. It, this class takes a hit without Herbert in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't like the fact that he went back to school. I don't know what he's thinking. He might have been the number one overall pick this year if mm-hmm. he comes out. Next year he's got to deal with guys like Fromm and Tua and all mm-hmm. these guys that are draft eligible if they come mm-hmm. out. So. Who knows what the kid is thinking? Maybe he likes college. Maybe he does, man. Uh, let's talk about Colin Johnson, wide receiver out of the, the University of Texas, Hook'em Horns. Big wide receiver. Did the other kid come out? The uh, Little Jordan Humphreys? No, he, he's, he's, he's going to the NFL. He declared. Okay, Little Jordan Humphrey is, is going to be in the draft, but Colin Johnson is the other mm-hmm. big Texas wide receiver. I think this guy was probably a back-end wide receiver, uh, first-round pick in the rookie draft, maybe like an early second round mm-hmm. somewhere, depending on landing spot and how he tests. It's disappointing that he goes to uh, to school back to school, but look, I think this wide receiver class is deep enough that we, we can withstand a couple of guys coming back to college for one more year. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that, and uh, it, it's similar to how you say, little Jordan Humphreys and Colin Johnson. You have the same situation going on in South Carolina with Debo Samuels mm-hmm. declares for the draft, but Brian Edwards, the other partner in the tag team. He's going back to college. He yeah. has some unfinished business to take care of. Yeah, and I like Brian Edwards more of like a, mm-hmm. a pro, you know, a pro-ready mm-hmm. wide receiver. I think Debo Samuels is going to be like your Percy Harvin, mm-hmm. you know, hybrid guy. 
uh, maybe even like yep. you know an Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. You know, he's gonna be like a like a what, what do you call it a, a jack of all trades kind of guy. You know, a Tyree Kill can line up anywhere, yeah. run some jet sweeps, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, right. So I go. like I do like Debo Samuel, but yeah. I, I thought Brian Edwards had a shot to be a more legitimate so you know wide receiver. You know, like I, a Kenny Galladay ish. Not not maybe not measurables. I'm just talking about yeah. a true. Outside yeah. wide receivers, so. and you got Jake Bentley's going back to South Carolina. He was, I think, he was the uh, one of the main culprits of that that success with those wide receivers and that entire offense had. Jake Bentley's going to return. Brian Edwards is going to turn. He has nothing, nothing, nowhere to go but up. Yeah, he can even so improve on his offensive uh, offensive prowess. See, so. and in a loaded wide receiver class, it's actually smart yes. for these wide receivers yes. to go back to school because next year it might not be right. as deep. So, and there might be a reason why we don't see many running backs going back to college this year. Because uh, hint, get get you got get your assets in order. 2020 is going to be a loaded class at the running back position. Yeah, guys. right, right. It's going to be loaded. We were saying it about this wide receiver class for a while. Yeah, running backs next year. It's it's the year to have it. Have we ever had a year where it's just loaded everywhere? I just don't no, think it happens. No, but I can definitely tell you right now. We're going to touch up on it later. Tight end. If you're a fan of drafting tight Uh-oh. ends, and Ethan Ethan Paul is. Yeah. This is your year. Yeah. It's got it's 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 got everything you want, man. You got two guys, two guys, uh-huh. one, two, declaring for the NFL from Iowa. Uh-huh. Two guys. Two, two guys. more George Kittles. Two more George Kittles. Two more George Kittles. There you go. I like the sound of that. Yeah. All right. All right. Time to start trading for some draft picks. <laughs> some tight ends, baby. Uh I, I, dude, I have like six tight ends on my <laughs> roster. I think I'm all right. I'm, uh and the last guy, I'm not too familiar with him. I'll shoot you straight. Minnesota wide receiver, the the Golden Gophers mm-hmm. wide receiver, Tyler Johnson. He decided to go back to Minnesota. I wasn't overly familiar with him. I usually don't dig too too deep into some of these guys until I'm you know like until today when we know who's going back to school and who's coming to the mm-hmm. draft. So now I'm going to start digging into these guys uh, for the 2019 draft mm-hmm. and beyond. Any thoughts on Tyler Johnson? I mean, uh, surpri- like I said, surprisingly enough, due to where he went to college and the kind of the high profile draft uh, caliber that he was, he surprised me by returning more than than uh, Justin Herbert did. Yeah, I mean, this guy is he's, he's your prototypical NFL wide receiver, six two, just north of two hundred. Mm-hmm. The dude can he can run every single route in the route tree. Right. He's he's an excellent wide receiver. I was really shocked. He was he was one of the the darlings yeah. of the dynasty community, kind of like Cortland Sutton was last year. Kind of had the I don't want to say this guy's at a lower school. It's a power five school, but not so much. It's not high profile. Right, not so much. Right. And he he was that Cortland Sutton of this year, yeah. and then uh, he decided to go back to college. Well, he'll make a good case to be the number one overall uh, wide receiver in yeah. next year's draft yeah, he for will. dynasty purposes. So, he will. Well, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe the chicks are hot in Minnesota, man. We don't know his motivation. A. Or maybe he maybe he wants a college degree. It's probably, <laughs> why, why couldn't you just lead off with it's that? Pro- it's probably the chicks. It's probably the chicks. Come on, we're not kidding anybody. <laughs> okay, here. okay. Uh, that's, that's that's all I have. That's really. all I have. That's, on that's my the notables. You, you want to do notables. some more? There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's, uh, that's it. That's all we have, dude. We're out of show. And look, perfect timing, just in an under, under an hour. There you go. Uh, all right. So let's just tell the listeners what we're going to be doing in the next couple weeks. Obviously, we know uh, big games are on this weekend. Obviously, the Super Bowl is coming up in a couple weeks. We're going to start digging into uh, the rookie class mm-hmm. for you guys. I know that's all, you know, that, you know, that's what you want to hear. You want to start getting your boards in place. You're going to start having rookie drafts. We understand that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have top 10 boards, top 20 boards, big boards. We're going to start doing some mock drafts with Adam Thomas, just like we did last year. Go right. back and listen to what we did last mm-hmm. year. If you like that content, uh, you're going to like our content coming forward. We're going to give you some scouting reports. We're going to give you deep sleepers. We hate mm-hmm. the term sleepers, but we're going to give them to yeah. you. Hey, we, yeah, and we talked about these deep sleepers yeah. last year. Philip Lindsay was one, Ito yeah. Smith, Justin Jackson, yeah. Chase Edmonds. Wait a second. They weren't sleepers. We called them spotlight guys. Spotlight players. Yeah. We're shining yeah. the spotlight on these Ito guys. Ito Smith, 
you you like Justin Jackson a lot. I did. He carved out a role. He Edo did. Smith, Chase Daniels. You're right. A couple of these guys actually Ch- came Chase through. Chase Edmonds, especially especially at running back. Yeah. So we're going to be bringing you some some. I almost said sleeper. Some spotlight, spotlight guys. guys that we like that you need to watch out for that you can grab in your third and fourth and fifth round. Unfortunately, we everyone missed on Philip Lindsay, but you know we'll try to get better mm-hmm. this year. Uh, yep. So we're going to be bringing all this content to you over the next couple of weeks and months as we lead into the draft mm-hmm. uh, and then all of your drafts. So uh, am I missing anything, Jacob? Did we cover everything? I think that's it, man. I know we're, uh, I'm going to try and bring some statistical analysis to some buy lows and some yeah. sell highs. Like, you know, s- some stuff that backs up the claim rather yeah. than just saying, hey, man, this, there's a situation he might fall that he right. himself might fall into. Right. You should probably buy this guy. I'll, bring, I'll try and bring some facts to the table. We'll see stats are great but until free agency you know really because mm-hmm. let's say player a signs with the team well it's hard to say well okay he's going to get x amount of targets it's hard to predict that we don't mm-hmm. know how many targets have been vacated because of free agency we don't know right. you know the moving pieces offensive line plays right. a part in that stats from 2018 are good to reference but until we know where everyone is including offensive linemen and everything it's hard to really start putting predictions and, and, and you know and numbers and stats right. to use for twenty nineteen. We can't and really build a strong profile for a player until we get all the pieces in place. And to kind of back up your claim on that, vacated targets, no team had more vacated targets last year than the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. And Allen Robinson got that mega contract. I think he was the top six or seventh paid wide receiver in the NFL. Right. And I mean he didn't even put up that great of numbers. I know he missed three or four games. Yeah. But on a on a per game basis, you kind of underwhelmed, yeah. and all those vacated targets were there. Yeah. So I mean, it it really hard it is, it is hard to pick. Yeah, sure. There's all kind of other factors, coaching changes, mm-hmm. everything we're talking about now. You have to build yep. your own opinion using everything that we're going to give to you over the next few months. But we look forward to bringing it to you. We're also going to try to get back on more of a consistent schedule for you listeners. I know the holidays kind of uh, screwed us up with a couple of uh, airing dates, but we're going to stay on it for you. Uh, and don't forget, people, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like and a review. We would love you for it. And follow us on Twitter at Flex Appeal Show, at Flex Appeal Show on Twitter. I am Ethan Paul behind the mic hosting the show. That is Jacob Tyler on the other end. Jacob, you want to say goodbye? Yeah, goodbye to our listeners. And uh, we look forward to spending the next few months with you. The yeah. new year, new yeah. fantasy year. Dynasty never sleeps, man. We, we can't wait for you to get tired of us. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week.